Hey guys, and welcome back to the Worth Living For podcast. And today I'm hopefully going to be able to have my good friend Stacy on the podcast. And we're going to be talking about healing wounds with Yahweh. Um, I've tried unsuccessfully a few times this morning to try to set up this meeting, but just um, Zoom's been playing up and there's been some technical issues. So hopefully it all works itself out and um, yeah, we're able to, uh, I'm able to figure it out, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this, um, conversation, um, chat. Um, I know Stacy's been, Stacy's been walking through or walking with Yahweh for a number of years. So I know he's got a lot of wisdom and advice and, um, input that can encourage you and encourage me and, um yeah um healing wounds is definitely definitely a difficult thing to process um let alone try to navigate that conversation um but i know from in in and from personal experience um it's really hard to heal wounds um without god um sometimes we try multiple different ways and multiple different things to do this so here we go hey stacy hey stacy how you going hey man how you going hey stacy hey what's up man oh not too bad man zoom, sometimes zoom's like riding a ball you're trying to ride uh -huh. it and it's just crushing your bones <laughs> Yeah, I think it was on my end. I was having uh, troubles. It wasn't open from the browser that was trying to open from mm. uh, from the Facebook Messenger. So oh, I tried, yeah. tried doing it in Google Chrome, and it worked that time. Cool, cool, man. Yeah, nice. I think it. I think um, I'm not sure, but might have been my end as well because I think there's like a um. There's like a 40 minute window for the chats you can have. But yeah. then if you, if you go pro, then you can have lo yeah. like longer conversations. And I think if you if you've done a few on with that particular login email, I think it like accumulates. So maybe I don't know. It was just Zoom, man. Got an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't a discipline. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So um uh you know you know me and i know you no scripts just jump straight in the pool you know, yep. dipping your toes first um yeah man so um when we're talking about you know sort of healing wounds with yahweh i know you're definitely gonna have a lot of wisdom and input you know you've been walking with God longer than I have but um yeah I think when it comes to this topic topic of conversation it can be a bit difficult because you know what what's worked for me isn't going to work for you what's worked for me isn't going to work for other people um but I think when it comes to healing wounds and that the only person in my experience that can actually um make a significant difference in this area is god you know i mean we try like alcohol drugs 
relationships, sex, all these things, but it just makes us feel more empty. So I guess um, my my first question <laughs> would be, um, what what would what's your take on this sort of um, area of conversation? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I first, you know, personally started to experience, uh, you know, being wounded by my dad. Uh, he was an alcoholic and stuff. And I mean, he didn't beat on me, you know, and stuff. He did love me, but he definitely loved alcohol more than he loved anything. So, you know, that was the beginning of my experience with being wounded. And then my mom left my dad because he was an alcoholic. And obviously that, that was a very deep wound mm -hmm. that hurt very bad. And, uh, you know, the church uh, that we were going to uh, ostracized and um, blamed my mom for leaving my dad because they hit, they hit a lot of my dad's alcoholism and stuff from the church. So when it did arise, uh, I guess my mom looked like the bad guy. So they kind of shunned my mom and ended up, you know, shunning me. So I was, you know, I, had, I was deeply wounded from the church and, uh, you know, kind of just went into this thing where, you know, I had it in my head that I hated alcohol and drugs and stuff and, uh, you know, got really mad about a, something with a girl one time when I was like 14 or 15 and I had, uh, I had a bottle of Elvis wine that uh, this, one of my neighbors had traded me for a gun and uh, they had made it the year Elvis died. So, you know, this is going to mm -hmm. be worth some money or something like that. So, I remember being with my friends and I was mad about this girl, you know, and stuff. And I was really angry in myself about all these other things that I <clears throat> really didn't know or understand how to deal with it because, uh, you know, some of the blame is on the people at the church and stuff mm -hmm. or, you know, for not, you know, I guess trying to help and understand the situation. But I mean, Really, I made these decisions, and I decided to uh, start drinking that night in 1985, <laughs> and uh, you know, grabbed that bottle of Elvis wine and drank it with my friends. And I, I hung out with a lot of people that did drugs and drank, and I didn't choose to give in to peer pressure. I really chose to give in to this is a bunch of crap. And uh, you know, after I drank a few. I, you know, thought, man, my dad's such a big wimp for letting this rule his life. But ultimately, yes, that became something that uh, that I used to try to heal or just deal with the deep uh, affliction that I had suffered from these situations that had happened to me mm. and many other people. You know, like you said, everybody deals with things differently. But uh, I was just deeply hurt and uh, didn't understand, you know, the family unit had disintegrated. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was just a horrible event for my life. That's like, yeah, that, I think I think me, 
I've had a, I've had a briefly or maybe a little bit in depth talked about it on your podcast or mine. I can't remember. Um, but that was like me, man, because when I was bullied all through high school, my go-to thing was like pornography, so good sort of thing. So that was my thing. Or um, because, you know, we we both are pretty smart and cluey about it, but pornography fills you with shame or whatever. So because you feel ashamed and you feel like a piece of crap, you end up going home, or at least in my experience, you end up going home and treating all the people in your family like crap, especially, yeah. you know, especially the females because you have a warped perception and some um, twisted idea that, oh, you know, I've looked at pornography and women are just whatever and I can treat them how I want. And but, but on the flip side, man, it was funny. Well, not funny, but um, it was strange at the time because when I eventually told especially my dad, what was going on and what I was struggling with and why I was struggling with it and why I was treating other people like crap, especially my parents, um, told my dad about the bullying and stuff. And he's like, um, it, it was this, it was, it was, and at the time, none of us were Christian. The only Christians we, we knew were my cousin's parents and my two cousins that went to Salvation Army. But so yeah. none of us were Christian at the time, but I could visit, I could like visibly and just physically see how my father just sunk with emotions because he was like shocked that I didn't have the emotional or even mental capacity to explain what was going on so then he can actually talk to me and help me deal with it. And yeah. for a very long time, man, and me and my dad have had this conversation. So once I post this and share it, it's not like he's going to be shocked like, well, I didn't know anything about this. But um, me and my dad have had a few conversations and um, my dad's just told me he felt like a rubbish father because he feels like he could have done something. But I think, and I know we're not talking about it, but I think it does collide into um, healing wounds and that. But um, I feel like once I told my dad about the bullying and, the porn and all that sort of stuff it sort of um re-engaged that relationship and helped to mend bridges because because yeah. I'll, I'll share one more thing man because i want you to talk uh more sort of thing but um that that's what it means to have a guest right <laughs> but um there's another bridge man um so my friend passed away in a car accident in 2014 and from what i understand <laughs> his friend was he he was he was slowly wanting to become like a tattoo artist. So my friend was in the passion to see um, his other friend that uh, to this day, I don't even know who it was, but that's yeah. not the point. Friend was in the passion to see. And from what I've been told, it was basically like he got decapitated. So, I mean, he went out quick, you know what I mean? So there was no pain, but so I, I got a tattoo there on my arm and that's just, a home job that my friend did and I've you know obviously me wanting to get it finished and stuff like that but because that friend passed away in 2014 so that happened the day before um I was meant to start my um age care placement for a certificate in age care and disability that I was going to start 
And I, I called them up in the morning and I said, hey, look, my, my friend just passed away. I haven't seen the dude in like a year or two. Things just got busy and not making excuses or whatever. But I kept going to church. Um, he stopped and just life got in the way, you know, which is pretty crappy. Yeah. But um, so anyway, I ended up making the decision because my dad encouraged me. Um, so I made the decision to do the placement and because um, my friend was being cre cremated. So uh, to this day, I haven't really said goodbye. Um, I've definitely prayed about it. And I feel like those wounds or that wound at least has healed. But man, I was like pissed off and angry at my dad for the longest time. Because like I felt like utter trash, man, because I hadn't seen my friend in years and I didn't even go to his cremation. And I think mentally it was, I was just carrying this baggage like, man, I'm pissed off at my dad for encouraging me not to go and for doing the placement because his argument was, well, maybe, you know, your friend Aaron's probably, he's going to say the same thing if it was alive. Like, nah, man, you should do it. Get the placement out of the way so you can try to get a job, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, just being pissed off at my dad um, for, you know, me not making my own manly decision of going to my friend's cremation saying goodbye and all that but um yeah I remember calling my dad a little while ago and just saying hey dad I forgive you and you know the other person obviously normally doesn't even know what the hell you're talking about so my dad's like well, what are you talking about and, you know I just mentioned like oh I've been pissed off at you for so long because you encouraged me not to go to my friend's cremation so I wasn't able to say goodbye but I forgive you because at the time, it, you know, it was probably the right decision, but yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, man. So it's hard, man. Uh, but, yeah, you go, man. <laughs> you know, one of the things as a culture, especially with social media, that um, we've come into is, you know, we kind of get into this thing. It's kind of like a you know, I would compare it to a shark feeding frenzy mm. of, uh, you know, oh man, look at this. You know, I, I fell off my back and it, you know, part, part of my elbow's gone. And, mm. you know, one time I was walking through the forest and a, a, you know, a bear came out and like ripped a huge chunk out of my chest right here. Check this out. You know, like I think, you know, we get into, you know, God, sit on, you know, I hate TikTok. Um, I had it for a minute and got rid of it to get rid of your TikTok or whatever. But man, it's just filled with all these people, you know, just like telling all these stories about all this stuff and all this, all these things. And I mean, but anyways, the point that I'm trying to make is like, we make a whole lot out of all our scars and the things that we go through and the things that we've been wounded by in this life. Mm -hmm. But I think, the most important revelation that we can get to about it is that, you know, is God truly bigger than your wounds? And I think um, this is an example. I mean, for me, it started back uh, probably around the year 2000 or 1999. Um, I began to realize that I'd held all this angst and this anger and this blame and this everything towards my dad all these years for, you know, I seen my dad 
be a good man. I seen my dad, you know, uh, walk and is called to uh, be called as a preacher. You know, I seen my dad, you know, doing great things in church. Uh, had some messages on cassette tape where my dad was preaching, and uh, I kind of, you know, h- held my dad in this high position of man you were you were so great and now you suck so bad you know you're just you know you just became such a bad person and you know but I still love my dad and we we had a decent relationship like I said he never abused me he just he loved alcohol more than he loved his family and that's why my mom you know ultimately walked away from the marriage and stuff but Yahweh started to speak into my heart um I had two small children um they were probably you know four and six or you know something like that and uh you always started to speak to me and tell me you know man you need to forgive your dad mm. so it was hard i called my dad up one night and i just said look man i know that we get along fine and we talk and stuff but i've held a lot of stuff against you and i said i forgive you man i forgive you for you know all the things that you know i thought you should have been and you wasn't and uh you know i just told him i said i love you and me and my dad always told each other we loved each other but i told him i said i love you and i i forgive you i forgive you i release you you know it was really what was happening was i released him of all you know the mistakes that he had made against me and all the bad choices and decisions that he had done mm-hmm. and uh i had lived two two and a half more years after that and i'm thankful because you know, me and my dad uh, truly got to uh, experience a relationship that we'd never had in in the entirety of our lives, you know, and uh, it was really good. Um, he didn't stop drinking. Uh, he did stop getting drunk all the time and stuff, but uh, drinking is what ultimately killed my dad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, uh, it's it's tragic but fast forward um to 2017 2018 i'm a uh, 47 48 year old man who's still walking around with a lot of things in my life you know i've tried to fight all these demons i've tried to right all these wrongs i've tried to um you know uh i guess you know, right my dad's wrongs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? In my sons, in my wife, with my wife, in my life, you know, I've been married, uh, 28 years this year, man. What a blessing, you know? And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I tried to do all these things with my hands, you know, and in my will, but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, until, about two years ago until I started coming into intimate places with Yahweh. And uh, that didn't really start until about two or three years ago, me just trying to step into that vulnerable spot with him, um, realizing that, you know, I was worthy to step into that um, Mm -hmm. spot with him. A lot of Christians think that they have to work up this goodness or this mm. right. Have all these good works to step into this place with Yahweh, but you you really don't. He 
he wants you um as dirty or whatever as you are or you feel like you are all this guilt and all these things that you uh bring on to yourself he, he wants it all he wants he wants every bit of it but um I was standing in the corner of my church and I, I would like to have this great story that uh, I was back there and Pastor Matty Montgomery walked back in the corner and he put his hands on me and I just felt free of everything in my whole life, you know, but that's not what happened. Um, I was back there and um, I was worshiping God and um, he began to minister to my heart and take me back into things that I'd never thought about in my childhood um even after my mom and dad split up uh, showed me that um i was safe and that he had kept me safe and he just started to minister to my heart and i'm going to be honest some of it i can't even explain because through a supernatural process of stepping into uh an intimate place with yahweh he just began to um, unravel all these weights off my life, all these um, things that I was trying to accomplish, all these things that I'd carried that failures of my papa, failures of my dad, my own failures. Um, he just started to unravel all these things and um, show me that I'm a son. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that revelation, and through stepping into intimacy with Yahweh, um, all these things, like I, for the first time since I was a kid, I feel free. I feel free. Um, I am free. It's not just feeling free, but I am free, man. I'm free from, uh, you know, generational mistakes. I'm free from what my, you know, you look at, I watch people and they, they put a lot of clout in like, oh, my papa was a horse thief. Mm. or my grandma was a prostitute and a uh a moonshiner and my my papa's mother was you know so you kind of you kind of want to carry these things down it's like you know i'm am i genetically affected by this not not under the guise of the um the authority of the kingdom you're you're not you are not held subject to anything any kind of mental illness any kind of cancer, any kind of thing, um, under the reality of the authority of the kingdom, you're free from these things. Mm. Yeah, that's like, and um, yeah, that's like what you were talking about on TikTok, man. Like it's such a toxic platform, especially when you're talking about, you know, especially when you're talking about like people you know, showing their wounds and all that sort of stuff. TikTok's like it. The only way I can explain it is TikTok's like, you know, you're showing your wounds and that to people with tons of different opinions, but you're not actually bringing them to the person that can actually heal them. So it's like, okay, well, you know, you're talking about these things and you're bringing them to a place, but it's in the wrong place and it's to the wrong person because none of these opinions and none of these friendships or relationships can actually heal the thing that you're exposing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh. in my, in my, in my previous church, um, you, they used to, the pastor used to say something a lot. He said, church, 
church church is the best place to have your worst day because like when you go to church or whatever you might go after having a pretty crappy week things going on you might have lost a loved one or even you know your spouse or something like that but then you go to church and yeah okay you're probably going to walk in feeling the same but you're not going to leave feeling the same because during service the holy spirit's going to be ministering ministering to you is going to be walking you through some certain things and you're going to go home different. You know what I mean? And I said that to, I, I said that um, last Sunday, just driving home and my, my wife's sister was like, man, that's a really awesome saying. I'm going to like put that somewhere and just, you know, if I'm having a crappy week or whatever, not even just on a Sunday, just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was absolute rubbish. I'm just going to write that somewhere. So I think it might encourage her to spend some time with God, you know, instead of thinking about how crappy the start of the week was, you can just make it better. You know what I mean? Instead of just sitting with it. And I think um, also what you're saying way at the start about, you know, um, if someone's like an alcoholic or whatever, like um, the worst thing the church can do is keep that hidden, you know, because that's like hidden sin. Like, why would you want to, keep that hidden why would you not want to expose it because it even um talks in the bible and one of my previous episodes that i did with um ben dixon i um ultimately was honest enough to say how i haven't read the bible much and i really need to start getting on that more but um you know it says in the bible like um confess your sins with each other and iron sharpens iron but if you're not um expressing the things that you're going through then it's just like you're, you're constantly stuffing down the wounds to the point that they're going to fester and grow they're going to look completely disgusting and disfigured but god wants us like you said to be whole to be free but if you've got these things deep down and may, maybe that's a maybe that's the thing i struggle with to understand as well like certain wounds are spiritual and and unless we're bringing them to the Holy Spirit and we're, unless we're bringing them to that place where, um, you know, we can expose them and say, Hey God, I want to let this stuff go. I want to expose this wound so it can actually get healed and not just talk, talk around the point of like, Hey, I've got this stuff and <laughs> I want it to be healed, but let's do something about it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think too, I think one of the something that's very important is like the, like there's other than coming into the revelation that, uh, that God is who he says he is and you are who, who he says you are. Mm. I think you know like th when I started getting free from this stuff I wasn't trying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like some of it I didn't even ask for it just happened I was like wow you know wow he is Yahweh is totally and utterly dedicated to um, taking care of your wounds he's you know no matter no matter what sin it was or what uh, thing like if you did it to yourself or somebody did it to you, like Yahweh is utterly and totally dedicated to eradicating that 
from you as one of his daughters. And I think, um, I really think like coming into, you know, worship and intimacy and being vulnerable with him, you know, these things just, just happen through time, just walking it out with Mm. him, putting, putting your trust in him. Yeah, definitely, man. And I think um, I'll, 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 I'll briefly and quickly share this because it was something that awesome that happened. Um, but well, I caught up with a friend a couple months ago and, you know, this amazing dude, you know, Christian or whatever, that's not the point. But um, during the conversation, I said to him, I'm like, yeah, man, like, ask me the name of the person that used to bully me in high school. And I'm talking like this was like, over 10 12 years ago ask me the name and i'll be able to tell you first last name didn't wouldn't have to think about it just on the spot and he said well what's the name and i told him the first and last name and then uh, about a month ago i was at my wife's parents house and um we're talking about this sort of stuff and she asked me the name and i couldn't remember I've, i've completely forgotten first last name so i've probably ran into this person um recently or over the last several years and i wouldn't know I, I i cannot remember the first last name and i was like completely dumbfounded and shocked because i was like wait what like aunt isn't that meant to be something i remember because then you know when i'm talking about other people well when i'm conversing with other people about hey you need a you need to let go the, the pain and you need to expose that wound so God can actually heal it. And normally it's not going to happen in our time. Like, you know, we, we sometimes treat God like a genie. We rub the lamp and we want him to appear and then heal us instantly. But sometimes certain wounds take time because like you, like you said, sometimes we just keep it to ourselves and we don't talk about certain things. And so anyway, um, I was like, yeah, like I said, completely dumbfounded, shocked and, um since a month ago to now man legit cannot remember the person's name first and last and i was like gosh like because i prayed about it a few times over the years like hey god this is starting to affect my um mental capacity to actually live in the freedom that you um you know you sent jesus to die for but i'm like holding on to this person's first last name like i don't want to do this anymore and so I, I only prayed about it a few times over the years. And yeah, I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and, and it actually made me fully comprehend and actually believe that um, healing does happen. And I, and I believe that, but I didn't really understand like why it didn't happen like sometimes straight away. And, and again, it's obviously cause I was holding on to, um, my my wound of bullying like it was a badge like oh yeah i was bullied but i'm not you know i'm not a statistic because if we're talking about statistics technically like my story um should have or could have ended up like several other people that were bullied but then they you know committed suicide or whatever and really thankful that wasn't my story but yeah Oh man, we got like nine minutes left. <laughs> um, is there any, do you want to um, mention 
Stacey, that you haven't mentioned yet? Uh, I mean, there's a, there's no four-step program to uh, getting your healed, your wounds healed. Um, if you're, if you're interested and, um, you know, whether you love Jesus or you don't love Jesus, like Yahweh loves you. He, uh, he is relentlessly pursuing you no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, no matter what state you're in, no matter how bad you've been, how good you've been, he loves you. And he is relentlessly pursuing you. And, uh, he is, um, he is just adamant and, um, like dedicated to and committed to blessing you and healing you and, and, uh, wanting you to be uh, free from these things. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we think that we need to jump through all these hoops and stuff, man, whatever. It's just about, um, getting into a place with him at home, in the car, mm-hmm. sitting on the toilet, wherever it is, um, uh, taking time and clearing out a space in your life at church you know it's not just about being at church um Mm -hmm. you know we're there to uh, not magnify who he is but to meet him in his the magnification of who he is of who who we believe Mm -hmm. that he is and uh you know and come into the the identity of who he says we are so those things are um definitely uh I know that everybody has to work it out, but that, that is the, the reality. God just loves you. He, he wants, he wants to heal you. And, um, it can, it can happen different ways, but I really believe that, um, just stepping into an intimate place with him and, uh, just being real and, you know, telling him how you feel. And, uh, you know, he wants, whole point you know jesus came down the cross for us so we could have a personal relationship with yahweh and i think you know we kind of drum that down we've heard it a lot so much especially in the last you know 30 years in christianity man like that that's been thrown around like crazy but like he wants an intimate relationship with you like you have with your wife Mm -hmm. like you can like like that intimate and you know we could go through (laughs) <laughs> you know a lot of stuff in the old testament and new testament parables and stories and different things where he is describing you know the bride you know the church you know in in that kind of intimacy so uh you know and it's uh it's holy it's good it's awesome and uh it's it's definitely it's definitely changed my life and I would encourage you, and uh, I'd just like to say a quick prayer uh, over anybody that's watching this right now. Uh, Yahweh, we love you, and we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing, for what you're doing in people's lives right now. Uh, under the, the not, not my voice, Yahweh, but the reality of who you are, the reality of who you say you are and who you say we are. 
the reality and the authority of the kingdom of God. And I just pray these things over these people that you would give them revelation, give them revelation of who you are, help them to take time to just step in to the intimate secret place with you um, over and over again. Never give up, never give up, don't give up. Just keep stepping into that intimate place with Yahweh. He loves you. And uh, thank you for Sean. Thank you, God, for his family. We just pray for him. And uh, just pray that you continue to bless him and bless Yahweh what you're speaking into his life and what you want him to do. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Stacy. Man, it was so good to have you on the podcast, man. And um, Thanks for having def- me. Definitely have you on here again. Hope you have yeah. a great day, man. Love you, hey, man. Buddy. See you. Bye.